Hi, Hope Church, Sittingbourne, uh, Steve Dunn here. Uh, shame I can't be with you in person, just the way things have worked out, holiday season and all that. But uh, I trust you're well and that you're enjoying God's good grace where you are. Uh, we're good at this end, hay fever notwithstanding. Uh, we'll see how many cuts I have to make in this video. That pollen bomb or whatever they're calling it that's going on right now is, is uh, ravaging everything. But uh, other than that, we are okay. Us Duns are good. Beacon Church is doing really well as well. We're in a good season and we're enjoying it. Um, Gordon and I we were talking a few weeks ago and discussing about uh, what I can bring. And I mentioned something that um, I've just sensed God's been saying to me through Luke chapter 5. And uh, so I'm going to be talking about that. If you want to turn to Luke, Luke 5, we'll be reading that in just a moment. Because today I want to talk about sharing the good news, which is something that most of us can struggle with in different ways, um, usually because we know very well the bits we're not very good at, <laughs> uh, whether it's answering the difficult questions, whether it's uh, breaking the ice with people. You know, some, some of us find that easier than others. Some of us find that harder. And we can therefore end up Disqualifying, disqualifying ourselves because of how we feel about it and therefore feel it's for the experts or we just simply lose a bit of confidence in it and so on. But since if we are, if we've placed our trust in Jesus's rescue and, and his lordship and we have therefore been truly delivered from the chains of sin and death by the king of the universe himself and also been given all his eternal riches on top of that, then we've got something to pass on. And if through that we're also called, therefore, to be Jesus's witnesses, his representatives, you look at Acts chapter 1, you'll be my witnesses. 2 Corinthians 5, you're, you know, we're ambassadors for Christ. We're his representatives here on earth. Is that, if that's the case, and Jesus said that we won't be alone in doing that either, Matthew 28, I'll be with you, then maybe it would still be good for us to explore what might help us along the way, what might help us grow in confidence as Jesus's witnesses. It's one thing to know the facts, it's another thing to put it into practice, isn't it? Um, notably, part of the problem is in treating this as a solo project. Instead, we need to remember that we are also a community, a family on mission. We get to do it together, which today's passage helps bring home. Let's just read the first uh, 11 verses from Luke chapter 5. Here we go. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he, Jesus, was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake. But the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signalled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that it began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. When they brought their boats to land, they left everything 
and followed him. Now, we're going to look at the team aspect of what just happened there in a few moments. But first, it's also helpful to realize that God has given us both natural and supernatural means between us of broadcasting his wonderful news far and wide, which Jesus even demonstrates here just in the first three verses. Jesus um, operates in the natural. He relies on his humanity to teach the people. We see verses one to three, we see as the crowd are pressing in, Jesus, he could have supernaturally magnified his voice or beamed it into everyone's ear, (laughs) couldn't he? Uh, But instead, he jumps into a boat gets them to pull out away from the beach a bit in order just to get a, simply a, a better acoustic vantage point so that everyone could hear him clearly. Jesus simply ensures that he has a beneficial platform for his audience to hear him better from. And so as God's people, this, this encourages us, knowing that there is power in the gospel simply because of what is being spoken. Jesus simply taught the people but he also ensured that they were able to hear he did what he could to ensure that they were able to hear it as well so for us the church today it's not about necessarily getting in the boat or, or even buying better PA gear although that might be the case more importantly it's about in our, in our conversations with people as we go about our daily lives and so on things like what platforms help help people hear the good news better Language is an important thing. The language we use can help or hinder the gospel, can't it? Uh, Certain words um, today have less meaning in today's culture. Even the word sin. People don't, don't really fully comprehend what the word sin means. So sometimes it's helpful to use different language like there's a sickness or there's a brokenness in all of us that we happily buy into sometimes, we, we enjoy. But sometimes it's just... There is, um, all our appetites have been affected in such a way that we don't honour God with them. And sometimes we know what we're doing is bad for us, but we still do it. We can use language like that to help people understand what sin is, rather than just going, you're a sinner, we need to stop it, you need to repent. Those words don't mean anything to people these days, quite often. Certainly the younger generations. We need to find other ways of ensuring that that we help them here. Um, that's language uh, keeping it simple um, just being a witness for Jesus is actually simpler than it sounds we're not called to be experts we're not called to be reading all the textbooks it's good to learn good to grow educate yourself but to be a witness if you think of a witness in court a witness is not an expert or someone who's got qualifications for the job a witness is somebody who simply stands in court and goes this is what I saw this is what I heard this is what I experienced that's all we get to do as, as Jesus' witnesses. It's as simple as that. You don't need to memorise your story. You don't need to learn what Jesus has done for you in terms of your own personal experience. You know that. You don't need to memorise it. Tell people of it. This is what I saw. This is what I experienced. Simply being a witness. Keep it simple. There's also things where Jesus says, by your love for one another, people will know you're my disciples. There's an open shop window for people knowing there's something about us. And also then, not just loving each other, but Jesus says, love your neighbour. Both of those give us a platform for people to truly hear what we have to say. Because our words are backed up openly by our actions. And people then more easily hear, receive what we're saying. So simply 
Part of this is finding practical, natural ways of ensuring we are helping people here, just like Jesus did. But there's also the supernatural element as well. There is this big catch here. You see from verse 4 onwards, Jesus says, Okay now, let's put the boats out into the deep, cast your nets again. And I love Peter's response. I love, I love, you can, you can hear his brain thinking out loud. He's like, Jesus, we're, we're professional fishermen. We've done this all our lives. We've learnt it from our dads and our uncles. This is who we are. And we've been doing it all night and nothing happened. And you're a carpenter's son telling us to go fishing again. It's, we, we do this for a living. We, we kind of know what, we, what we're doing. But, and I love his response. He then goes, but because you say, do it, we will. And lo and behold, that simple, pure act of obedience pays off in absolute bucket loads. And sometimes as we speak the simple truth, Jesus will also speak to us by Holy Spirit that he wants to move in another way. And we need to be listening for that in those moments. Even in just in conversations with people, I've had nudges or words of knowledge that have unlocked conversations for the gospel to break in in a new way or to see someone get healed and so on. I don't have time for, for all the stories. I want to keep this video quite short. But as we do the speaking, let's not stop listening out for Holy Spirit's voice. Just saying, cast the net again. Cast the net on the other side. Or they've mentioned their pain, their illness. Offer to pray for them. Listening out for those nudges. Let's be obedient for those. And let's be expectant for a catch as a result. Wonders make room for the word to be received. And the word makes room for wonders to occur. They go hand in hand. So let's embrace both. But also, it doesn't stop there. There's another element to this passage, and that is, as I mentioned earlier, that is the understanding of team, doing this together. See, Jesus, in enabling this miracle to occur, he has a big reason for doing so, outside of just boosting that day's takings for them. Jesus is also using their livelihood as a picture of what it means to draw others into meeting with Jesus for themselves. He says, verse 10, from now on you'll be catching men. And here we see how they're doing it. Now, the understanding of fishing in the UK, you talk about fishing. We tend to think about sport, don't we? We talk about rods, uh, individual moments at a lake trying to catch a carp or whatever it is. Uh, I'm not a fisherman, but that's the best I can muster. There's other names of fish, aren't there? Um, that's a solitary, low yield thing, isn't it? And that can be how we perceive our witnessing for Jesus. Yeah, it's me and that person, and me and my rod and that person. And while they're st are still relevant, you may be the only Christian in your workplace, in your home, in your street, wherever that might be. And sometimes we bump into strangers and we get opportunities to share Christ with them as well. That, those moments are relevant, but they're not exclusive. And we don't have to do this alone. Even, we often keep thinking, uh, I need to get my friends from zero to Christian. I'm responsible for helping them become a Christian. But look at your own story. Think about your own story. Was that one person who got you from zero to Christian? No, it's about multiple people, multiple points of contact, multiple encounters and things you read or things you saw on the telly or things you've been thinking about, and changes in circumstances and God revealing himself in other ways. It's not one person. It's multiple points of contact, isn't it? And so for the sake of impact and for the sake of harvest, <coughs> excuse me, this is about fishing with nets, not with rods. 
fishing with nets together as well going for team team effort look at look at the language that's used in this scripture from verse 6 onwards and when they had done this they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them and they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink they 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 them 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 there 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 it's team and if you move on a bit further through that uh, chapter in luke um there's a story about um uh, jesus healing a leper <coughs> excuse me and you then get to the story of the paralytic the paralyzed man and here we see his friends thinking how can we get our friend closer to jesus there's uh there's, there's a house in the way there's a crowd in the way that the, the crowd has filled the house up we can't get to jesus there's even a roof in the way what do we need to do to help our friend get to jesus and as they do that they work out what are the obstacles and what can we do to remove them and how can we carry our friend to christ he not only gets healed physically in fact he gets he gets salvation his sins are forgiven that's that's a picture of sharing the gospel together how can we get our friends closer to jesus you're stronger in hospitality and you're great at difficult questions and i don't mind breaking the ice with people and making new friends and, and then introduce them to you how can how can we work together team fishing to help our friends get closer to jesus and i'm going to leave you with some questions in just a moment but this is something we're learning at beacon just asking this question how can we do this together how can we lean on our gifts together for the sake of the gospel not just for the sake of making church better but for the sake of reaching out to share christ with the people around us how can we do that together some of us like i say are great at breaking the ice some of us are more naturally gifted in the prophetic any words of knowledge some of us are great at the challenging conversations those difficult questions some of us flourish in that some of us are great at hospitality and so we're looking at how we do small groups sometimes or natural friendships that, that we have multiple connections in the church we, and there's a spider's web of friendships you know how can we leverage that to to our friends advantage um projects and points of contact in the community how are we doing that how are we working together as a team for the sake of the gospel and sunday mornings and so on and so on we're still learning still working it out loud but we're asking that question how can we work together as a team for the sharing of the good news so this is where i want to leave it with you keep teasing this out more between you talk it through come up with ideas pray together find ways to walk this path path of mission together but it's three questions i want to leave you with now to to talk through and to pray through it's about repairing the nets about casting the nets and about drawing in the nets together repairing the nets how can you do that together where what in your nets at hope church might there be gaps where are people slipping through is it about learning better language working that out together is it about encouraging and reminding one another regularly that we are all called to witness um, just keep, keep reminding each other are we doing this are we doing this are we looking for opportunities we're we just going about our daily business and forgetting to ask god for <laughs> help or alertness uh maybe may other ways but how how do we repair our nets together where are we where are we missing moments um casting the nets together secondly how are we building friendships together how are we having a go at different ways to share the gospel 
You've got the Take a Step videos, and obviously Gordon's been involved in, I know you're aware of as well. Little things like that that give us tools for our tool belts. Um, how do we do so through team when it comes to hospitality? I know you guys love your barbecues. How do you use that for the gospel as well as for the church? Maybe you are, I don't want to assume, but that kind of thing, leverage it, because there's, there's hospitality and there's ice breaking and there's opportunity for someone there who's good at the difficult questions, building friendships along the way, someone who's, who's good at, who's strong in the prophetic and the words of knowledge. And it's like, God's, God seems to be telling me something about you. How do you work together to enable those moments? And then drawing in the nets together. There comes a point where we do also need to be sensitively bold. Asking questions like, what about this statement? Do you not, do you agree with or not agree with? That Jesus was a real person who claimed to be God, who lived and rose again. He lived, died and rose again. What about that do you not agree with? Let's, if you don't mind, let's talk about it. Or, you've been saying you, you've got a real interest and you visited on a Sunday or you've, you've been reading your Bible, but would you like to know Jesus? What are you going to do about this? Sometimes there comes a point where we Brits aren't quite so good at the bold putting people on the spot bit. We need to be careful about when and where we do that. Again, Holy Spirit led. But sometimes we need to be learning how better to draw in our nets together as well. We are in this family business of fishing, uh, repairing and casting and drawing in the nets together for the sake of the gospel. It's for the sake of those who don't know Jesus yet and they're missing out. We, we must know that he has promised a big catch, as he did to, to these disciples here. He's promised a big catch to us elsewhere. He says, the harvest is plentiful. So off you go. So let's be praying about how we can do that well together. Amen? Let me just pray for you. Lord, we thank you that you have uh, made big promises over us that, that aren't about us, they're about others and they're about you and your glory and we get to step into that and enjoy it, Lord, and, and live in the hope of it. So we, we are expectant, Lord, but help us to know things we need to change, things we need to tweak, things we need to put, put aside or step into. I pray you'll help Hope Church here to, to pray these things through, to work out what uh, you have for them in that place. And uh, Holy Spirit, we just come and, and give the right nudges and the right uh, emphasis in the right places that they'll, they'll be led by you to, to spot gaps, uh, to spot opportunities and uh, to see much fruit as a result. I pray for much fruit, much salvation, much baptisms on the back of this. More disciples who will go on to make more disciples. Lord, that's, that's our heart, Lord. There are people out there who do not know you. They are lost and they need you. Help us to reach them for your glory. Bless this wonderful church in City Mall, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, and hope to see you soon.